Good evening and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, nothing. Hope you're doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay. The longest couple of weeks of 2020 are over. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to talking sports tonight. Um, we're actually doing that tonight, Rob. We're, we're moving through. No, no sponsor talk, nothing tonight. We're getting get into right it. Get right to it. We have our... Our favorite guest, um, best guest, yeah, our uh, Coach O'Regan from women's basketball. Welcome, Coach. <laughs> hey, th- thanks for having me. And I, I can't, I can't imagine I'm really your favorite, but I'll take, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's great, and and we're here for everybody out there. Um, we're less than a, we're a couple weeks away from a real season from actual JMU sports with fans. With some with fans. fans, yeah, a thousand um, fans, a thousand yeah. fans. That's baby steps. Yeah, we are um, a couple days out from CAA Media Day. I don't know what day is that this week, Coach. Yeah, it's uh, Wednesdays. The men's and Thursdays ours. So, okay, yeah, and right how there. in the world is that working? So we're we're we're, we're beating <laughs> the CAA. Thing, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're actually. Um, I believe they did the even last year. We went virtual. We we decided on on getting away from the you know, going up to Washington, D.C. and 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 kind of spending all that money, you know what I mean, where, where everything is virtual. So maybe, maybe say, you know, seeing ahead. They were they were ahead of the time before Corona. <laughs> and the men's tournament was almost a super spreader. <laughs> yeah, true. Better true. be ahead of it in a good way on this one. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, so how exciting is it for you, Coach, to actually be I'm, – I'm assuming you all are in full – prep mode now um getting ready for actual opponents how exciting is this after this everything that's happened since march no i mean um you know it honestly felt like it really felt like just yesterday the last time we spoke you know mm-hmm. we're, t- we're talking about you know what happened after the season and how how everything and you know all that stuff so um for me this is like uh honestly it's like christmas like it's it's a, you got a purpose, you're waking up, you're, you're, you're getting a team groomed, um, you know, for me. And, and it's, you know, we haven't quite looked into the first game. I mean, you know, today we, we, we practice less than, less than average. Let's just say that, Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's part of how it goes. But I, I told them today, I said, we got 11 practices and we get to play a game. Like yeah. you're right there, you know? And, and that is, um, Trust me, everything I, I can, you know, I can, I can do the coach thing where I'm like, yeah, we're not ready and we got work to do. Of course we do. But, <laughs> but for me, I wouldn't, I'm so, so happy to be where we are right now. Um, you know, we're practicing in the, the arena. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so happy to be where we are right now. So, so trust me when I tell you, you guys are excited about actually seeing sports. It's um, practice for me is, 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 you know, almost as enjoyable as games really, because um, you get to see growth firsthand and it's, uh, I, I really, I really enjoy it. So trust me, I'm, 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 as, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Nice. That is awesome. One thing, like one thing that really was a hit a couple weeks ago was when JMU sports tweeted out the video of, of your team seeing the arena. I mean, how exciting is that for the players? And has it been a challenge to kind of rein them in, or is that just something that you get behind and, and it's a big motivator for everybody? Well, I just think it's um, you know since we since we've gone through this whole pandemic thing, I think moments like that, you know, I think it's like something that you're looking forward to, and then man, it it like 
you, I know you've seen it on video. When you guys walk through there, it's going to take your breath away. I mean, it really is going to take your breath away. And um, I was, I was really excited that we got to, I, I was, they were originally going to do it for us and the men. Mm-hmm. And um, then the men got, uh, the, they got quarantined. So um, we, we were the only ones that got to do it, which was like a treat in a way. <laughs> but, well, no but, offense you know, to the men, but y'all earned it. <laughs> you know, it was, it's nice. And, it, you know, I, I don't know if, they, if the men would have met it with the kind of same enthusiasm as we do. You know, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, more emotion or sharing feelings or, or you know, all that stuff. And so, um, you know, I was I was really pleased with how it came out. Uh, you know, obviously Kiki was the headliner in that whole thing, and mm-hmm. and she, she, you know, she's a perfect she she can fill that 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 role um, very very easily. Um, but no, it was you know it's it's awesome and it's um it, it's it's just a gorgeous building and it like that. I'm very very thankful. I'm walking in there every day, very very thankful for that and all the all the people that. Um, you know, not, not all the donations necessarily. Right. But like the project managers, right. The guys that are working seven days a week to get that thing done for now. And very honestly, it's not a hundred percent done. You know, it's, um, you know, we, it's 98% done, but you know, they, they came in today, like, Hey, we're just checking on the air. And like my office is hot. The, g- the gym sometimes, you know, they're working, they're working through the kinks of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but man, un- unbelievable! And I, I was really, I was really happy with how the video came out, and, and uh, you know, I thought we did it, we did it justice. You well, sure how, did. How did it work with the old arena? Like in terms of negotiating practices and everything. Obviously, you've got a practice court in this new facility. What was it like for those of us that might not have been aware, trying to schedule practice time with the men's team and the women's team, and you know, having the limited court space and everything? Yo, I tell you, I tell you one thing though that we were like since I've been here for what the last thirteen. Um, we've, re- we've had great men's staff, you know, and, and where they, they haven't been like, no way we're practicing, you know, we're the show and we're going to practice here at two o'clock and you can't do anything about it. Like we've really just had a really good relationship with, with everybody, you know, uh, you know, from, from Kenny Brooks with Dean to, to Matt Brady, you know, the, the whole thing to, to coach Rowe. I mean, it's been a very, very, uh, high level mutual respect, but yeah, it is. It's, it's uh you have to split it and so what it is it's it's um semesters you rotate but monday wednesday friday you go four to seven and tuesday thursday you go one to four and you negotiate weekends and weekends are like 10 to one one to four or or 11 to two two to five um but again it's the respect thing it's right so it's like if um if they have to hit the road and go go play charleston you let them have the earlier slot you know um, and, and, and vice versa. So it, it's, uh, we've been really, really fortunate that, you know, I've heard some horror stories in, in <laughs> college basketball about mm-hmm. men's and women's staffs fighting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, uh, we've been really fortunate with, with the respect level. So, um, but no, I, I, I'm having a tough time. Like, you know, Byington is, is, uh, he's a really, really sharp guy in the sense of like, Hey, we have seven baskets He's using all seven baskets. I've been I've been accustomed to the combo where generally it's two baskets. It's, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no, nah, I don't I don't I don't know how to you know when we <laughs> split up. I just that's what I got two baskets. So we're in the new arena. It's like six baskets. I'm still only using two, and it's like that's just what <laughs> that's just what I'm used to. But um, you know, 
I'm getting there and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice. To, yeah, no, it is. And, and what, you know, we used to have to, in the, in the fall and spring, we would walk to, to, to UREC, right? The university rec center. Um, any, like, so if the men were practicing, we would just walk to UREC and work out, you know, shoot with, um, you know, Kamaya or Lex or whatever. And now it's just so, it's so wonderful. We don't have to do that. Um, and I love UREC, trust me, but man, that walking up that hill, like, you know, sometimes you walk up that hill six times a day. It's like, I've had enough of this, but it's, um, they really, they really did the arena like I'm talking 100%, you know, and, and the practice gym, those are the two best things in the whole building, which, which, uh, I was talking to one of our players and I said, what do you think about the locker room or what do you think about it? And they're like, yeah, it's great, but you know, sure. It could, could it be better? Fine. But they spent the money where it needed to be spent. Right. And now I thought that was a great perspective because, you know, the locker room isn't like the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room. You ever seen that? <laughs> right. it, it, it's, it's like, yeah, it's just a locker room. Fine. Mm-hmm. But that arena, man, it's gold. Like it is absolute take your breath away gold. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm very appreciative. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, coach, this is a little off track and, and, and yeah, we sure. do want to keep the focus on your team. Um, but what has it been like working with coach Byington? I mean, I just, out of curiosity, you know, those of us, fans we right. haven't we've right. never seen the guy right like we don't know anything no, about the men's team or like what's the feeling around their program and stuff right now you know like, no um you know and, and and it's always hard like i've been asked this quite a bit and and i don't ever want to say anything to take away from from coach Rowe because right. you know i was like good oh, yeah. i was really i i, I enjoyed uh lou mm-hmm. a lot um I, byington is is a um he's he's been he's been absolutely um outstanding to like talk with and i'm not talking like uh business you know what i mean it's it's you're crossing in the hallway hey what do you what do you think about this hey what have you thought about this um you know we've shared a lot of different things i've been i've been really really happy and pleased with with um i think what he's done and and my interactions with him so mm-hmm. um i'll say that but i mean he's getting after him um <laughs> and 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 in a very very good way um you know it's interesting so you know, I think I'm like a junkie with this stuff. So like I would, if we had a tournament and I could watch eight other teams play basketball live, I would watch all the games. I just think it's fascinating. (laughs) And so in this, in which the only thing you get is the men's team, right? So, and, and I, I watch him. I try to watch him every day and, um, he, he's, uh, he's got a very interesting style, but he's, a He's a savant. You know what I mean by that? It's, it's a, mm-hmm. he knows he's got something that ticks the right way with, with that sort of thing and, and how to teach very quickly. He's very clear on the floor. Um, so I, I'm, I've been, I've been very, very impressed with him so far. I love him. I love the staff. Um, and again, it doesn't take away from any other past staffs, but it's, I really do. His, his staff is great. Um, and, and now the way, the way the new building is set up, like we literally share, we share a kitchen. We share, oh, yeah. we share a video <laughs> right. room. I mean, it's like, it's, we see them, we see, you know, you go get a coffee, they're right there. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the combo, it was at least across the hall kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad because if they, if they were worse, it could be a bad situation. So no, he's been, he's been absolutely great. And, um, we were trying to connect and do, you know, a little uh, come over to the house and stuff like that. We just haven't been able to to do that with schedules. I know it's tough. 
Okay, well, like we got the media day coming up, so let's start talking about the season. Like, what? Obviously, the one of the big news or the one of the big things that's come up with the league is um, one of the top players in the league. I'm sorry, the the girl from William and Mary. What's her yeah. name? Slipper. Eva Hodgkins. Eva, Eva yeah. Hodgkins. Yeah, who probably would have been, if not the preseason player of the year, certainly would have been in the running. She opted out. Um, with all that you graduated, it's a little bit more wide open than years yeah. past. But mm-hmm. what do you think in terms of the competition this year, and what teams are you really? Uh, have your eye on well I tell you what that that was like I, I respect anybody's decision to do that but that was just disappointing for me like I, I really was I like the competition right I loved I love scouting Deladon you know I love <laughs> I love that stuff um, and so I was like I was kind of crushed with that one um, because yeah I, I voted for her for preseason player of the year and I picked William and Mary to win the league and and I can't pick ourselves right and that's right. that's um but you know the CA resent the resent the preseason poll out because because of that, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you know. So um, to to answer your, you know to answer the question, um, you know I think Drexel will keep the same structure. I don't, you know, you're going to find out real quick about Amy Mallon and how what her style is and what she's going to change, if anything, and all that stuff. But um, I think it's similar to what I took over for Brooks. It's like it's going to be around the same. You know, mm-hmm. it, it might not be, you know, his exact, you know, whatever, but it's going to be around the same. So I think, I think Drexel Towson, um, uh, Towson's got the next best player in the league, Keanu Jeter. And so I think you're talking those two, um, but you can throw in, you know, there, there's a, there's a little bit up there. You're right about um, Northeastern returns, like eight of their top nine scores. Now they were mm-hmm. nine and nine, so they weren't, right. you know, they weren't 12 and six now, but but still, that they gain a huge level of experience. Elon um, didn't graduate anybody, um, so it's like, you know, how much better are those teams getting without without really without losing anybody? But I don't know what exactly they gain. Yeah. So, um, you know, though, and I think Delaware, you could you could throw Delaware in there too. But but those are the teams. Um, this right around, I don't know exactly, and and you know. I, I don't know what kind of curveballs are going to come up this year. I mean, yeah. the way the schedule is, and you got to play back-to-back games. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I just how does that affect, and who does that affect? The worst or the better, and 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 those things. But I think you know Drexel had Drexel lost a lot, just like we did. So I don't think they're going to be like a sixteen and two dominant type of year. Um, Towson the same. They lost a, a really really good play. They lost a pro with with uh uh, Mayo, Nikaya Mayo. And so she's over there. So the, the league really lost a lot of seniors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost, think about, it, we lose five Drexel loses five or six, um, Wilmington lost seven. They'll, 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 they're going to, they're going to fall down to the, to the bottom of the pack. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it is, it's very, very wide open. Um, and I think, I think we, we've been talking, um, being mentally strong because it's just so much like you can literally be getting on the bus on a Friday and they say, Nope, you know, um, Elon, Elon got coronavirus outbreak. You can't go. So you're going to have to be able to adapt very quickly. And so uh, mental strength is one thing I've been hammering home because you just don't know what to expect. I mean, you could have an open weekend and call somebody and say, Hey, Wilmington, we didn't play that. Can we play this weekend? And let's go get on the bus and go. Um, you know, there's, there's so many things. So, um, the, the league I think is, is wide open, but I think it's just a chance for, for new kids to emerge, right. As, as, um, 
you know, possible stars, including, including what we got. I think we yeah. got some really good kids. <laughs> well, coach, that's what I want to, on the scheduling front. So for everybody that doesn't know, they're going to, you guys are going to play essentially like a two game series Crazy, with each right? team in the league. Right. And yeah. some yep. of those are at home and some of those are on the road. So they're not home and homes. Well, except for Towson, but that's a different story. Right. 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 I right. mean, that's a bus trip one way or the other, but the other, right. like right. you're going to go to, you know, I don't know. I forget which ones yeah. you go to, but if you go to William and Mary or they come here, you'll go there and play two games or they'll come here and play two games. Right. Um, right. That will certainly be weird if there's a need to reschedule. I, I was wondering, <laughs> I mean, I right. assume that the conference itself is going to make every effort to play the conference games as best they can uh, leading mm-hmm. into the conference tournament. I think I'm just wondering, is there like a threshold you know, where the conference said we have to have everybody play at least 12 games before we start the conference tournament. And then yeah. that's sort of the in-conference. And then on the out-of-conference, you know, if you have one of those things come up, like you guys are welcoming in Marquette out of the Big East in the first right. week of the season, which is, you know, a chance for you guys to to get a win over a power conference. Um, right, right. You know, like, is there any flexibility if one of those games had to be moved around, like to, to make things up? I mean, what have right. you all been told? I, I don't know that, you know, but <laughs> to the no, extent no, no, you I, can I, share that, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I try, I, I try to be as nicely annoying as I can. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you got to know these answers, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, as it stands right now, you have to have eight conference games to make the conference tournament. Okay. okay. But there's a little flaw in that, in that <laughs> to, to, to make the NCAA tournament, you have to have 13 games played. So my Total. whole point to the CAA at one point was like, yeah. okay, wait now. Yeah. Like I, so somebody's four and four, if they didn't, let's say they only got two out of conference games, they sh- they can't be in a conference tournament. No, they right? win. They can't go. I mean, they, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh boy. So so it's like, all right, we got to think this through. And they said, well, you can apply for a waiver. Okay, if you can get the waiver, no problem. So we we right. we walk through that whole thing. But that's the threshold to get into the conference tournament is eight eight conference games. Okay. Um, now non conference, you know, you can fill seven. Um, I have like been hitting it as hard as I can. I can't get a seventh. I only have six. Mm. Um, and, and if I could, I wish there was like one of those, like what what do they call them? Time lapses on me trying to schedule games and what has (laughs) happened in the last two months, you know, because it was like, we had this, 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 and this, then we, we dropped that. We went to a DC tournament, which was a great, I thought it was a great idea. There was a tournament in DC. You stay in the hotel, you, you literally walk to the convention center, have the games, it was going to be DePaul, Gonzaga, possibly Syracuse, possibly Maryland. I was, you know, me, I'm charged oh, wow. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is yeah. neutral floor, two hours. Yeah, yeah. Plus. Like, yeah. This, yeah. let's go. And so we signed up for that. That fell through. So we had to reshuffle. And originally we 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 couldn't figure out a date for Virginia because they were supposed to be our home opener. Yeah. Now the ACC Big Ten Challenge dropped and we, we were able to call Virginia and say, hey, we'll come to you. You come to us next year, which I think is a great deal because yeah. hopefully next year we got 8,000 people. Yeah. Um, and this year, we you know, it's 1,000. So mm-hmm. um, the I, I really, the time lapse would be hilarious. But um, <laughs> but but for, for me, it's like, okay, same thing, right? Pivot. Hey, what, what's, what's going on now? Hey, you got to pivot. Um, so right now, good. We're good with not St. Mary's. 
Um, Megan Duffy at Marquette is a good friend of mine. So we worked that out together. Um, and you know, we pieced it together. Yeah. You got um, UVA, West Virginia. You got yeah, some. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and, and I think in a year where there's no fans, is it easier to get an upset victory on the road? Right. When, when there, <laughs> there's no home court. Right. No. Um, so, but, but for me, it's, it's, it's just so, I think the whole thing is so interesting because, you know, all right, so use our CAA pass. Like, let's say we go to whatever, Charleston, right. and we beat Charleston by 48 right. on a Saturday. Yep. So you're trying to tell me my, my kids. <laughs> I can play them again on Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're going to be like, coach, we got this, man. Well, yeah, man. Like, don't you think Charleston's going to get mad and try to play better, you know? And, <laughs> and so so I think it's just such a challenge. Um to be dominant, right? And and to have like the last three years, it's been what, 16 to 17 and 1, 16 and 2. Like, I think that's I think it's like if we do something like that, I would be like blown away. Just because I, I think it's so hard to do that back to back games. Um and now it's what other factors, you know, is it do you have to have a, a, a better, deeper bench than you mm-hmm. like usually I like getting the rotation to about seven and a half. Yeah. And it's like, should you, do you need 10, you know? Um, and so there's, I think there's so many factors, but scheduling has been like a, a huge challenge. Um, and we're still, you know, I got a good friend up at St. John's who, who, who went to yeah. JMU and we're talking about filling that last game with him. And I don't know if that's going to happen, but we're trying. Um, Joe Tartamella. So, Tartamella. Yeah. 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 Joey, Joey T. Yeah. yeah. We followed him um, yeah. from afar for a while. Yeah. With the JMU connection. So yeah. No, but he, he needs a game too. I'm like, come on, Joe, come on. Like, we got to do this. He doesn't um, want to play. Because, he. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my whole thing. It's like, dude, it, it doesn't matter. Let's get the games. Cause like yeah. my yeah. thing is let's get to 13. Right. So if you mm-hmm. can, if you can play, we got, let's say we get seven scheduled then you play five. Okay. That's a head start. That to me is like a head start. Now, all we got to do is get get really four weekends of games in the CAA. And I mm-hmm. that's a pessimistic approach, right? Because it's like, well, I hope we get to play all the games. Well, I do too, but it's just like – The worst know. case, you're, you're covered. Yeah, yeah, it's 2020. Right. You, you got to be you, pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and we've talked about – Byington and I have gone over this many times. So, so if you get a – like let's say you get a positive test and you're in January. So it's a two-week quarantine. All right. You don't just get out of two weeks and play basketball. Right. You have to have like you got to practice a little bit. So it's like how many how many weekends do you lose if you get a positive test? Is it like is I know it's two, but is it three? Right. And so now that's for everybody. So Mm. if Delaware gets it, how did you know? And so it's there's some there's some i don't like going down those rabbit holes it doesn't right right <laughs> i'm not smiling coming out of that thing no. <laughs> but it makes but, sense why you'd want to get the seven we can just, we yeah, just, just get, get those that. seven in and and like you're trying to align with teams that that are serious about doing this and serious about protecting themselves too with the three times a week and doing all that stuff but mm-hmm. um you know that that's the goal to me it's like we got to get to 13 because i think we can win the league and I want to go to an NCAA tournament, which you know is going to be done right if it gets to that point. I mean, if yeah. it's, they got time to plan this out this year. It's not like the Rudy Gobert touching all the microphones, right? right. They got right, time, right. like they got time to plan mm-hmm. this thing out. It's going to be something, a bubble. Um, and I want to, that's what I want to do. I want, it's, it's what a, what a year to do that. 
you know, that you can you can sneak up on some people in a year like this. Well, can we talk a little bit about the recruits? I know last year everybody was very excited about Kiki, and I think it's fair to say she lived up to or exceeded the hype. I mean, it was like the weekly yeah, rookie of the year or rookie of the week situation. Mm-hmm. You've got another great class. Um, Jemiah was was a four star. She's coming in. Um, she seems like somebody that we all should be very excited about. What do you think about this recruiting class? A lot of people say it's better than last year's. And, you know, Kiki wasn't the only one who landed on the all-rookie team. You know, you put together right. quite a class. Right. And even though you're losing, what, four or five starter, four out of five starters, yeah. you've got some young people who are at least playing significant minutes. So the cupboard is far from bare here. But what's your yeah. outlook with the with the freshman class and how much of a role do you see them playing this year? Yeah, um, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and this is not a fault of yours, but it is Jamia. Jamia, okay. Um, yeah, and and yeah, the but other thing know, I noticed, Coach, you know, they are not taking easy majors. I was looking at the roster: <laughs> computer science, no. nursing, <laughs> biophysical chemistry. Uh, These are not a bunch of slouches. You you're, you're yeah, recruiting. I, I know. I I overshot. I overshot because <laughs> I can't compete with that mentally. You know. No, um, no they're, they're, they're going to cure coronavirus and then go play. <laughs> Uh, very honestly, and this is, again, this doesn't take away from my team how it is right now. Th- these kids are as good as I could possibly have imagined. All right. And um, I, u- I use, like, we, Kayla Cooper-Williams is on the staff as a GA. And so we, we talk about this all the time. And, and I joke with her class, when, when Logan Reynolds, it was Logan Reynolds, Elamie Colome, Ania Young, Savannah Felgemacher, and Kayla Cooper-Williams. And that was a freshman class, which I thought was a really good class. But, man, they couldn't get right. It was like Elamie was late for a meeting, and Logan did – like Logan didn't, I was forgetful back then. But my point, my point in saying all that is that I haven't had one problem with these guys. Not one. And they're smart. They, they are conscientious of schoolwork. Um, Peyton McDaniel and Jamia Hazel – have been in have every single day after practice they get extra shots. Now, like every like I'm not exact. It's not an exaggeration. Every single day, and it's re, it's religious. And it's like, yes, you guys are going to be everything you want to be because it just it's it's <laughs> I, I can't I can't glow enough about these two. Um, now. You know, I just finished practice and Jamia doesn't get in a stance enough for me. And we can, <laughs> she, she, you know, it's like, get in a stance, kid. You're a freshman. Like, if you're not ready, they're going to get you. But, but, um, no, I'm, I'm flying high on them. And I think we, I think we have hit home runs in two straight classes. And, um, so, so Jamia, her last name is Hazel. Um, and so she, she is the most highly rated and she can score. Flat out, she she had a great offensive day today, um, but she has a lot to learn because there's you know there's so much more to it. Um, but she can she can score. I mean, shoots a three, has a floater, hesitation game. Um, I mean, I, I'm I just gotta I just gotta make sure she understands how important the defensive end is. But <laughs> she this is the comparison I'm drawing here. She reminds me of a young Kamaya in the sense like. And I just text Kamaya today, but it's like we went at it her freshman year because it was like, no, I see your talent. You're not getting away with anything other than this high level of doing stuff. So Jamie is the same way. It's like, no, 
Like if you're not in the stands, I'm riding your tail. Like just <laughs> because you're you're too talented. Like you're too talented. Um, and I love her. Her her dad. I, I, <laughs> her dad. Uh, her dad is great, man. So th- so they're FaceTime and she's in my office and they're FaceTime and, and her dad says he, he's like, hey, hey. She hasn't called me crying yet. You're not hard enough on her. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that, that's like where it's, it's like, you got to keep pushing her. And so anyway, um, she, she is going to be, she's going to be really, really good. Um, Peyton McDaniel is the one that's probably maybe the most under the radar, but man, that she, I mean, it's pretty close. It's, it's like pretty close to perfect. The kid works hard. The kid is coachable. Um, she strokes the three. Um, she, she, sure. She needs a little work going off the dribble, but can go inside. And the day that really gave me goosebumps, um, we're playing half court. We're, you know, whatever, you know, we're just playing. She hits back to back threes on a down screen. And then the next place she curls into the post, they throw it to her in the post and she turns around and shoots a left-handed, like, I don't know if you call it a hook or a floater, but it's like, Oh my God. Like, we're in here. Like we're going to be like, this is this, we're replacing a huge class, but these kids are there. Um, and, and so those two, those two very, and, and I don't, I don't mind putting them out there. They're, they're hands down. Um, they're the most ready in the class right off the bat. Um, both of them could start. I don't, I have not picked my starters. I don't know what it will end up doing, but both of them have the ability to start talent wise. So, you can just you can just start there, but I I could glow about those two kids forever and their roommates and I'm telling you there's not a day they're not in there shooting. Um, but then third probably is Steph Odekirk, um from Spotswood, and yeah. you know she's got work to do, but man she can score. And so um, you know they figured out real quick we we switch ball screens and and they figured out real quick to switch her onto a guard, throw it to her, and it's a bucket. And she can really really score, but you know, her challenges are speed, right. And being able to defend, but, but she can score. I mean, and that's, that's what, what I'm learning about my team this year is like, we were so good defensively the last, I don't know, two or three years. And with, with Cooper Williams back there and all that, we're not as, we're not nearly as good defensively, not even close, but we can score. And so it's like, okay, like I got to adapt to that a little bit with a mindset. Now that doesn't mean I'm not coaching defense, but we can really score. Um, so if you had Steph, the, the fourth one is Annalisha Goodman. Now she's been hurt. She rolled her ankle, but um, you know, she's like this, <laughs> this under the radar kid, six, four from Newport news. And um, she's a, like a real quiet, competitive kid. And She's going against, you know, we got we got the transfer from Georgia Tech, who's a graduate transfer, who's 23 years old. Yeah. And, you know, the, the kid is beating up the freshman. Um, but the like Anna, the kid Anna does not care. And she just keeps going back at her. And, you know, she's beating her one on one and stuff like that. But the, the, the part that worries me is her progress is going to get real slow because she rolled her ankle and she's been out two weeks. And for a freshman, that's you fall right. drastically yeah. behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have those four and then Bailey Williams, I, I'm sure you heard that, but um, she opted out um, her dad and her, her dad is um, very serious about it and just pulled her. Um, so she's back home. She's, she, you know, she's taking classes, but that's our five freshmen. The the four of them are here. Bailey Williams is back home, but um, Peyton and Jamia are, 
<laughs> it's yeah. it's like you, you know like i i joked with our assistant coach langford in in that class in the 2020 class i said you need to find me a smalls and a lexi that's what yeah. you have to find <laughs> and it's like she basically did find, what she did. find yeah. me a smalls and a lexi it's like you know they're different shapes and sizes here but um very very similar <laughs> very nice. similar in that in that well, speaking so, of Smalls, how, how was she doing? I mean, that was a pretty exciting debut for certain, but to, <laughs> yeah, to see the kind of the highs and lows of her getting drafted and the excitement and then with COVID and you know, not having the camp and getting cut, but then coming back, I mean, it really ended up being quite the story. I mean, she's got to be on cloud nine. Yeah. But I imagine she's still working really hard and just pushing it from everything I've read about. She also just came in the game bombing threes, right? Bombing threes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she, she like, you know, well, uh, <laughs> no, she, um, I'll tell you this. And I've, uh, I've talked to recruits about it like crazy, right? She, she has the WNBA record. She's the only player in the history of the WNBA to make her first five threes. The only one. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? This kid, you know? Um, but no, that, that was, I, I, it, I felt like I was on the roller coaster with her, right? We get drafted the draft and, and she's like, I'm moving to Indiana. And I'm like, okay, like this is, you know, and, and then they cut her and they have to get down to 11 and they don't even give her a trial. And so, you know, I remember very vividly that the, the mystics assistant who I'm kind of close with, he called me and said, Hey, look, like, what's she doing? Is she in shape? And I'm like, yeah, she's in shape. She's a junkie. Like, this is what she does. Like, and he said, okay, because all these teams, if they're not kind of in the playoff hunt, they're they're looking to cut a couple kids and bring in maybe their 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 um, draft picks or free agents or whatever. So he's like, she's she. We're bringing in our 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 draft picks first, but she's on our list. And he said, I'm just telling you, it might be other teams. And man, it wasn't. I called her and I said, you need to be ready. And two days later, the fever picked her up. So it was like, okay, great. And then she goes out there. And I thought the the best part about it, I thought she did. I thought she totally raised their like energy yeah. level. Like I yeah. thought she was just outstanding with that. And well, she had three threes I, in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you should have seen me in my house. You know, I'm like jumping off the couch. Like, um, but yeah. I'm so happy for her. Like, who deserves it more than that? Like, work wise, I mean, she just she would do anything. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, what I they gave her really good feedback at the end of the year, and they said you need to get stronger. You know, you need to do this, this, and this. And she's like, yep, okay. And so she's in Italy now. Um, and I've watched, uh, I think four out of her five games. I missed one game, um, and it's different, right? It's 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 uh, she's now supposed to be kind of the stud on the team, as opposed to the fever. She was like, you know, ninth man. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know, it, it's amazing what what she's gone, you know, gone through in the last year, being with us and being this established. This is my role. I've done this for four years. I know Coach O. Da 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 to the fever, A, I'm the ninth man role player, feed the post. To Italy, it's like, I got a new coach. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. You know, like, what a what a ride for her. What an absolute ride for her. But it's, uh, I'm just glad to see she's playing well. And I think the first year over there for a lot of, for a lot of people is really hard. And I think mm-hmm. she's doing well with it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember talking to Kirby, Precious, That's what I and they were like, I got to go, man. <laughs> like, I can't do this. And yeah. it's like, yes, you can. Just dig in. You'll be fine. 
but I was, so, I was so happy for her. Oh, that's so great. And that means we, what, three players right now in the W three JMU yeah. players, yeah. like playing well, pretty, you know what? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> no, it, it is. It's, uh, the only, uh, Tam- I think Tamara young has like very quietly retired. Okay. It was, yep. it, it's like, she this didn't year make an announcement. It's made everything, everything weird. Yeah. But I, yeah. yeah. I think it was like, she, I mean, think that's what 13. She had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was like quietly, like I'm on to different things here. I still um, don't think there's too many schools with three players, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. Right. Um, no, it's, it's, and it's great. I, I yeah. um, and it's, it's, it's really, it's been fun to watch. It's been a lot of fun. So coach, last thing on your team. Um, yeah. obviously, you know, no Kamaya, um, Cooper Williams on your staff, uh, no Jackie, yeah. you know, everyone knows about Kiki, uh, coming back. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, and you, you kind of went through the freshman with us, but I, yeah. I, I know you got green Tucker Caradine all back. Um, and then the yeah. Georgia tech transfer you mentioned any yeah. other names we should sort of, you know, I mean, you got to fill the rotation here, as you say, yeah, no, you no know, doubt. maybe looking for nine or 10 this year instead of seven or eight. <laughs> so anybody uh, else that we as fans don't know about that, that we should be thinking about, you know? Yeah. The, the one that um, you really should is, is Brianna Tinsley from, okay. she's our transfer from Virginia. Okay. And um, re- I mean, just a really uh, fundamentally sound point guard and, reminds me of doesn't doesn't have doesn't have the fire of like a logan reynolds mm-hmm. um but is a is a like can drop people off left and right can shoot the three which logan couldn't couldn't do um consistently um you know but but like that idea of a point guard as opposed to smalls smalls wasn't a set up point guard smalls was a you know she's she's playmaking um <laughs> Brianna is like yeah. uh <laughs> right right yeah yeah Brianna Brianna is more of of I'm gonna I'm gonna have seven eight assists in a game and we haven't had that you know we haven't had that with the ability to shoot the three in a long time mm-hmm. um you know even with Mickens and, and Logan Reynolds they they could never shoot the three how well you wanted them to and so I'm excited about her um you know I think she's got a good a shot, you know, to, to, to get out there and start for us too. So, um, the tough part is I've got her, I've got Maddie green, who's playing well. Um, mm-hmm. and we all know Maddie green, but I've also got the, the kid Jamia. So I've got three kids that can, that with the ball in their hands, That's good. I mean, <laughs> right. Good for like, game too. I, yeah. I, I, got, I got to figure. Yeah. Right. And so, so you got Kiki, uh, rain Tucker has had, um, as good of an off season as I can remember. And I, I think there's just, and no, no offense to anybody. I just think there's no respect for her. Cause it was like, right. she's a defender rebounder, man. She, we had a, like a little scrimmage. She was 12 for 19. And it's like, well, what, you know, like, when did you, when did you get that? Um, but, but yeah, the, the Georgia tech transfer, um, will really help us a lot. Experience, physical, um, you know, and, uh, I mean, we, we've got, we've got some really good depth. And so, um, Morgan Smith, Morgan Smith got a concussion. Morgan Smith is a graduate transfer from Georgetown mm. and the, we played two years ago, we played Georgetown in the regular season. Then we played him in the WNIT 
And I remember we, we used to love this ball screen play where it was Smalls and Lex in a ball screen. Mm-hmm. And Morgan was the four, so she was always guarding Lex. And it was like, get out of there, Lexi. I don't want Morgan to switch on to Smalls because she was that good of a defender. Ah. Um, and it's like, so now again, she's been hurt. I don't know if she'll be, I don't know if she'll be back when, when it's time to play, but um, she's, she could be, what I like about what we got is that we have, we do have veterans, right? They, they're not our veterans. They just mm-hmm. got here. But yeah. Morgan Smith and, and, and her name's a- on Doof, which we call her AD. That's the kid from Georgia Tech. Yeah. So we have those two um, that, can, that provide us physical um, intensity. Uh, they're, college, they're fifth year seniors, right? In college, they've been through, uh, they've been through hard practices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then you have that, that junior class where it's, you know, Nikki Oppenheimer, who, who is going to be a sharpshooter for us. And, and, you know, Eleanor Marshewski, who, who I know hasn't, hasn't performed how she wanted to. Um, but that junior class is big. You got Maddie Green, Caradine, Eleanor, Nikki Oppenheimer, and now Brianna Tinsley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Rain Tucker, Kiki. So, so all, you know, I, we've got a chance to be very deep and, and I think it could be a year to, <laughs> To benefit where that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a perfect year where I I can't, honestly, if you asked me to pick seven right now, I would struggle Mm -hmm. and fine. Like, I don't need to pick seven, you know, like let, let's play, let's play and use our depth. It's, it's, and we'll keep bringing in fresh bodies that are, that are going to, um, you know, compete. So, um, you know, I think, I think the, the surprising ones will be the freshmen. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but, um, but Tinsley Tinsley has a chance to be, uh, yeah, I think an all conference level player um, when it's all said and done with the assists and her ability to score. So uh, I'm hoping I'm not putting too much pressure on her, but <laughs> <laughs> but but I I do I think she I think she's at that level. I mean, she averaged nine a game for Virginia, you know, yeah. and and took them to the tournament her first year. So how many years of eligibility is Jeff? She's got she's got. Well, I tell you what, you wanna you wanna have that conversation. So she has two, she has two left, but you understand they gave everybody a free year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For all the winter sports. I forgot about that. So, so think about this, right? So, so, all right. So this year we have the two grad transfers. We could bring them back and then we have two incoming freshmen. And that is, so you'd, you'd be scholarship wise, you'd be at 16. Right. And so you're allowed that year. In the year, um, what, 21, 22, you can have more than 15 scholarships. Well, okay, here's where it gets tough. The year after that, so 22, 23, mm-hmm. we're supposed to graduate Maddie Green, Tinsley, Oppenheimer, Eleanor, and Caradon. Mm-hmm. All right, that's five things. We're, so we've been on this 2022 class like crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, they all have another year. They can all stay another year. So we could have we can have Tinsley for three years. We could have Maddie Green for three more years. Caradon for three more years. Well, it's like, well, are they are they going to want to do that? Right, right. Like, right. You know, and do do we like and and do we want them to do that? It's it's like a real because you can't now you can't go over your scholarship limit that year. Right, right. You can do it next year, but the following year you have to get back down to your limit of fifteen or for the men thirteen, and so it's like. For us, that's a big class because there's five departing, and we're, like we're in with some really, really good kids in in 2022. But it's like, do I have a spot for you? 
right? Mm. <laughs> it's there, like, there was what, an what, article what? in the Washington Post last week about this with college baseball in particular, how it's just had this massive trickle-down effect, the combination of everybody in spring getting an extra year and the MLB draft dropping to five rounds. They yeah. said there were kids that found themselves that were like, hey, we don't have a spot for you. There was, they profiled some kid who committed to Southern Cal in eighth grade, and he's at Indiana now because there wasn't a spot for him. He, and they're like, look, we, we only get 11. So these things are all well-intentioned, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play out a year or two down the road. You know, no, nobody knows. Well, and, and it's that, right? And then you throw – they're about to let – in January, I believe they're going to pass in January that you can have a one-time transfer without sitting out. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're talking some high school kids are going to be out. Right? It's like musical chairs, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. like so. So, <laughs> if <laughs> I mean, we're like, and that's my thing. Right now, we have some 22s. We're in on a, like three top 50 kids in 22. Now it's early, right? And they might cut us, and everything's fine. But like, if they say yes. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Like, wow, it's a good problem, guys. But yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so so it's but that but that and now so all right. So let's say I strike out on them, but I can get a transfer. It's like, where are the high school kids going? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's just so 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 different and so interesting. I, I just that that is a that is a really nice gesture by the the NCAA, but in in the end, it puts a mess on me or the coaches, because now what do I have to sit down and, and I'm just using one example, like, okay, so I have to sit down with Jalen and say, Hey, Jalen Caradon, I'm not going to bring you back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No. Um, you know? And so it's a, it's, it's a really nice gesture by them, but it's, man, that's, it, it creates, it creates a huge, uh, huge, huge issues. Yeah, it's a nice gesture that they don't need the to be accountable for. So what's that been like this year, coach on the, uh, I mean, recruiting wise for kids that aren't there yet. Like what, what are you watching? Like, I know there are, there are things taking place, I guess, in some corners, right? I mean, there are some, no, there but are. how difficult is it this year? And because I don't know how you, you know, it's not like you get the, I don't know the list of the top 25 teams in the DC area. Now you can know you, if you're going to watch a kid play in a WCAC game, you know, that's a, okay, this is a, right. something that means something to me. Right. I, I can. Right. And then now you're just watching, I, I'm assuming some kind of random, I don't even know when you're allowed <laughs> in to watch them or whatever, oh you know? Yeah. Like how no, does this so, work? So, so they won't let us off campus and they won't let kids on campus until January one, which I have heard is going to end up being April one because mm-hmm. so they're, they they're, you know, the they let, yeah, exactly. Right. If they let college coaches out, man, you, you know, they're going to yeah, go yeah, out yeah, yeah. and we'll bring, we'll bring, we'll bring Corona back and we'll get, yeah. you know, and they'll screw up that no one wants everybody got to have the answer. Right. So, um, so we're, we're totally confined to film mm-hmm. and that's okay. But what I've learned real, I learned real quick and this is months ago is that highlight video is very different <laughs> than a full game. Full game right? film, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Right? Yeah. So, so I, I, I like a highlight video, and I made one mistake, and we had a I was like, oh, my gosh, that kid looks great. Let, hey, we'll throw her an offer, no problem. And I watched a full game, and I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> ah, that's not, well, it was not the right decision. 
And I said, okay, so from now on, you can get my attention with a highlight, but until I, like, I'm not offering until we get a full film. Um, and so we've done a really good job because, because very honestly, our budget is tight and we're trying to make sure whatever we're spending on is, is important. Right. And so, um, there's all these events that are like streaming online and you can pay 250 bucks. It's like, I can't, we can't do that. So right. what we've been able to do is like, all right, afterwards we'll hit the AU coach or the high school coach and say, Hey, can you give me the film? And you know, we, we find ways around that just to be practical about, yeah. man, come on. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I know everybody's struggling, especially all these, all these tournament organizers and all this stuff, but um, we're all, we're all watching finances. So um, it's been really, really interesting. And, um, you know, n- number one, um, you're recruiting, um, differently. So instead of having an unofficial visit where they come to campus, you're doing a zoom call and you're, you're doing a, we have a thing called a Prezi and it's, okay, yeah. it's you know, it's got some video and it's got some, some slides basically. And, and, and I, I zoom, we, we get on a zoom and we sit there with them and I talk them through it and it's insane, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's totally insane, and, yeah. and, but it's, it, it's something that we've, it's like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, and, and you know, so if a kid wants to come to campus, we cannot, they can come schedule a regular admissions tour. Mm. Right. But we can't mm. see them. We can't talk to right. them. We can't, we can't even let them in the gym. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I feel for them because they're trying to make these decisions and they can't see any of this stuff. They can't see how we interact at practice. They can't see how we, you know, none of that. Um, but we, we've done fine. I mean, we've kept up with it. And, and, you know, the kid from Georgia tech was my first example is that I, I'm not joking. Okay. I, I literally, she, she's, she's, um, she's transferring and it's like, yeah, coach, I got to see campus. And it's, it's, this is like March, this is April. It's like, yeah, you're not coming up here. So I, I took my, I took my iPhone. This is a, before we kind of developed our presentation, right? I took my iPhone. I walked around campus and I'm like, all right, look, this is, you know, this is your, this is where you go to class. And, and it was like, I cut it up myself, you know, it was like, and I think that meant a lot to her actually, because it was like, like, I got, this is me. (laughs) I'm doing this for you. Um, but now we've obviously developed, so it's like, I don't have to do that by myself anymore. It's like, we, we've got video, we've got uh, a presentation and all that stuff. So, um, but I, I, I really, it's, it's, it's been a totally different cause initially, right. In March, April, I'm like, I'm not watching film. Right. Right. And it's right. like, no, you have to watch film. film right. <laughs> like you are going to watch film. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but I do think, um, I think in this situation, it, it, it brings to look, somebody's going to win this and somebody's yeah. going to lose this. And, yeah. and somebody's going to steal a kid because they fell through the cracks easier, right? Mm-hmm. Than, than if they're out there exposed. So, like, let's be on the winning side of this, right? Yeah. And um, let's, let's wow somebody with our presentation and let's wow somebody with our attention, to, you know or mm-hmm. all that stuff instead of because they can't go now i wish we could show the arena but like right they can't go to um i don't know virginia's gym either right, right. so right. let's 
let's get them with our relationship. And let's, this is a time where we can either steal or you can make a mistake. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're not, if you're not doing your due diligence and watching the, the, the full games now, yeah. you're going to make a mistake. And, and that's not, you know, we've really, we went from like a list in this 22 class of like, I don't know, probably 60 to like 12. And it's like, let's go like, because you let's go after him. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'll take Matty Green as a fifth-year senior and Jalen Caradine as a fifth-year sure. senior, and mm-hmm. right. But let's go after these twelve. And I'm talking; these, these kids are good. These kids, mm-hmm. we're 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 meeting. You know, we're going against as high major as they can get. Mm-hmm. And let's go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Definitely uh, full game tape, it, coach. It's great. Yeah. Full game tape. The, the highlight it, tape doesn't show all my missed free throws. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Rob, you would go ahead. No, I mean that's I've just actually I got a couple. I'm fascinated by recruiting and yeah. with the due diligence. I'd imagine like you've developed relationships and your staff has developed relationships with high school coaches and AAU coaches. And you can kind of get the ground truth from them. I mean, clearly, like they don't—they want to sell their kids, I imagine, but they also know if they oversell and burn people, word's going to get out. So, like, how much do you rely on that? In addition to what you see with your own eyes, do you just ask for the honest assessment, or like, hey, you know, coach, if I was going to take this person or the, this this young girl, what what would I need to work on? Is she coachable? Like, do you are you yeah. that blunt with people, or is it just kind of there's like a hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing? No, I think I think you have to do um, number one is people you trust, right? So it's like because to your point, there's you know I don't know there's there's probably seventy percent because I don't really know and trust these people. There's probably seventy percent that will sell. They're they're upselling mm-hmm. their kid, and that's just like now I think that's a mistake, but that's what they're doing because if they can upsell their kid their program gets a uh, more notoriety. Right. And, and it's like, well, I had five kids go high major D one, you know, whatever, whatever their motivation is. But, you know, I'm a believer, like, like you find the right places for your kids. So they're successful. And then you can brag on their level of success. Like all my kids go to college and are successful. I think that's a better way as a high school coach or an AU coach to sell. Right. It's like, my kids are successful because they picked the right place. Um, but, you know, I, I, I have a really, really good friend that's that's an assistant coach with Bull Williams. And he's like as straightforward as it gets. And, um, you know, Rain Tucker, and, and, and I can't use her name yet, but we got another kid from Bull Williams this year. Um, Bull Williams and, big AAU program for people that, yeah, that don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Bull Williams is a huge, yeah, huge. But it's um we got Rain Tucker. So I, I I remember calling him and he he called me up one day. He said, "Are you sure you really want her?" And I'm like, "Should I really want her?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." But like we can have that kind of candid conversation where like I'll fire at him and he'll fire right back at me. And he's like, "Yeah, Rain is all about basketball. All she wants to do is play basketball. She's a rebound machine. Like she can play defense. She'll be in the gym. Her offensive game will improve with you." Because you're gonna work with her, da 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 da, and it's like I'm listening, right? Because I trust that guy, um, and so I use him for a lot of information because he's like now more than ever, right? He's there at all these practices, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so highlight film, game film, whatever, 
he's like, man, this kid is a jerk, right? This kid is a, is a little punk or that man, that kid is a hard worker, man. You know, like, so he'll tell you. And, and it's, that's when I think uh, you've built that over time. Right. And so I can't just call, like, if I just randomly call a person I've never talked to, who's an AU coach, they can tell me whatever they want to tell me. I don't really know if that's true or not, but like this guy, for instance, it's like, no, I, if he tells me Rain Tucker's a hard worker, Rain Tucker's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. And we've gone we've gone twelve years, you know, with, with that level of relationship where he might tell me, you know, you know, what I respect a lot about like an AU high school coach. And it, it makes me mad sometimes, right? But if they're like if they're like, no, nah, look, that kid, she's going high major. Like that's just it. She's going high major for whatever reason. Maybe she really wants high major. Maybe she's just that good. Um, and it's because, you know, like I, I try to, that's what we sell. It's like, no, we are high major. Mm-hmm. But there are some kids that, that they don't care. They want to walk around their high school saying I'm going to the ACC or SEC or whatever they want to say. And mm-hmm. so he'll give me that straight and narrow. But that truth, right, and that trust is what, um, that's where I think you really make your money, right, is that, is that these guys, like, if you can get a group that you can trust from the Philly Bells, right, which we have Kiki uh, Smalls. That's where we got from the Philly Bells organ- AAU organization. Um, from Boot, right? So we have, we have trusted long-lasting relationships with these guys, uh, male or female, that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's truth, right? Instead of you know, like, yeah, 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 this kid, this kid can play for you. This kid can play for you. This kid can play for you. And then she gets here. It's like, whoa, this kid can't play. And now we've just burned this relationship with this person. It's like, no, man, you lied to me. You know, so that's what I think. Um, I rely on that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. in, in addition to my own eyeball, um, because I think my own eyeball is like, do I like and do I want to coach this style of player? Right. I can you can look at that enough and say, do I want to do that or not? Right. But then it's like, you know, I've heard, I've heard several different philosophies. Like you got to talk to eight people that know the kid. And so you're talking to like other high school coaches. I don't know these people. Like, right. So, so use WCAC, like you said earlier, it's like a kid go rain, rain went to good counsel for a year. It's like, I'm talking to the St. John's coach about rain. Like if I don't know the St. John's coach, why am I doing that? Right. Like to me now, some people believe that and they'll talk to everybody in the league and they'll talk to the janitor and the cousin and <laughs> like, all right, man, <laughs> I just I want to talk to somebody I trust. And like, mm-hmm. is the kid good enough to play here? Is she a good kid? Uh, you know, and, and for me, it's culture. And that's what that I touched on that with a freshman. That's what it is. Those kids are good for our culture. They're they're good students. They work really hard in basketball. They're not about going out partying, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, it's part of the reason we don't have a COVID case. You know, we haven't had, we're, I believe, don't quote me on this. I believe we're the only team on campus that hasn't had one case. And I hate saying that because I feel like I'm jinxing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood, but, um, you know, we just, we've got really good kids. So that's a long answer to that, but I would talk about it forever. <laughs> No, that's all. I mean, that's fascinating to me. And just particularly like people can complain about AAU and how it's 
maybe in some cases overtaken high school. But to me, it's an opportunity to get more relationships and leverage them to find out all the info you need to find, you know? Correct. I, I really, and, and that's, I've never fought it. Um, you know, and part of it is there's a balance, man. I, th- I think everybody says, you know, kids, um, they got to get skill work. All right. Yeah, they do. But like I've met, I've met kids before that are all skill work and no play. You, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be able to play. And like, I believe more, I believe more in play than mm-hmm. skill work. <laughs> right. And, and that like, get to the playground. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I feel like. And, and this is not, um, this could be a bad thing to say, whatever. But like, I think in, in, in women's basketball, less women just go play pickup games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, guys play pickup games all the time. They don't care. Three on three, four on four, five on five. It doesn't matter. They're playing all the time. And it's harder for, for women to find pickup games with women, especially number one. Yeah. And so, and if you want to play with guys, sometimes there's not guys that respect women. Right. And so it's like, but you got to play. And that's what like, uh, use Kiki. Kiki, for example, her skills, if she was doing a skilled workout, she would not be great. But a pickup game, she'll find right. a way. Right, right. She's like, let's do that. <laughs> like that's in the end, you're playing five on five. You're not playing one on oh with a cone. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but anyway. <laughs> that's the, the Kwame Brown. Yeah. Looks <laughs> right, great. Yeah. Looks great in the warm up line. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Looks yeah. great. Well, coach, we got to ask you because we always do. Um, how much did you? We loved bubble basketball this year. Oh um, yeah, in both leagues, and we're kind of wondering, you know, did you get to watch? I'm assuming you got to watch almost probably more than you ever do. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> what, what, what was that fun for? I mean, did you enjoy it as much as we did? I loved it. I loved yeah. every second of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I really did, and it was, um, you know, I got into it. I got into it more than I usually would. Um, but it's you, it's usually spring summer area. So you, you get a chance to get into it too. But I just really, I was so thirsty for basketball. Yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, I got everything. It, like I, I was, um, it was on all day long. It was like back to back games all the time. No, I got so into it. It was like, uh, it didn't make sense. Like, all right. So, you know, I'm a Celtics guy, but like I fell in love with the heat. I you fell too. in love. It's like, how can you not fall in love with those guys? And it's like, I told my team about, like, my team was so tired of hearing about the heat. Uh, <laughs> because I'm like, you guys, you tough. That's your team, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that was very JMU. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just what it was. And, it, and honestly, it exposed the Celtics a little bit as being soft, you know? And it was like, yeah, they're getting out tough. And it was, um, but no, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but speaking of the and, heat, has, has one guy had a bigger transformation season to season than Jimmy Butler? He was kind of known as a pariah. And now everybody's like, oh my gosh, he looks like the greatest teammate. You know, his little coffee shop and coming in wearing guys' jerseys. Like, I mean, it's just going to show like you get the right fit and it's a totally different situation. You know, he looked like somebody you'd want to play with for the rest of your career in, in the bubble. And he was kind of viewed as this pariah everywhere else. So I had a blast watching the heat. The Nuggets were awesome to watch. The Nuggets awesome. were awesome. Dude, the Blazers and the Suns before the playoffs even started were so much fun to watch. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Like, no, very true. It really yeah. was just outstanding basketball. Like games coming down to the wire. I, I was like edge of my seat 
you know, night in, night out. It, it really kind of got me through some some pretty, not like dark, just boring, I'm sick no, of no, it, but hitting I, the wall, you know, it was great. No, I'm with you, man. And I wonder too, um, was it like we, uh, my assistant Ian, Ian Caskell, like we talked about it all the time because it's like, did it simplify? Right. Because they didn't have all this fans. They didn't have all these people, yeah. you know, yeah. in the arena harassing them or, oh, or, the or give it. Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't going out. Like there was nothing to do afterwards. Like you want to play. Like, like, right. And these guys, these, yeah, it's like that's all they were living for at the time. They're isolated, right? It's like, you know, and and they're not out um, doing the clubs. You know, it was just like, nah, when's our next game? Let's play. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I thought that was so cool, man. And it's, um, I I had, I had a great time. I really did. I really, and, and it was a perfect time. Um, you know, I just, it was great. I got my son into it. It's funny. He just, he, he, he was such a hater with, with Jokic. And I was like, he's like, yeah, he's look at that guy. He's like, I'm not, look at that guy is right. I was like, you know, he'd wake up. I'd be like, he had 22, 16 and 20, man. Like, get out of here. My kids hate Giannis, which I I just, I find incomprehensible. Like he's a bum. He's no good at it. And they're big LeBron fans. But I'm like, yeah, you, right, right. I was like, you guys are tricking. You're like, you're making fun of your dad, right? Like, I was like, the guy's amazing. He's really like, I'm like, no, he's he's a bum. Oh, I can't stand him. <laughs> he's a bum. And I, I yeah, can't right. comprehend how anybody can watch that man play basketball and not just be absolutely amazed. You know? No, it was so cool. It was so cool. I really, I, I mean, I liked everything about it. So, um, it, now I, I will give you an update. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Josh Oppenheimer, Nikki Oppenheimer's dad, is now an assistant with the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I saw yeah, that yeah. like a week or two ago. Yeah. So I, I was, I was happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, he he was originally in charge of of Giannis when he first got to the Bucks. Okay. Like he was like his like, hey, look, <laughs> this is where you go. <laughs> you know, like like really basic stuff. And so I think they brought him back for that a little bit. And he's also he's been he's been close with Jason Kidd. He almost got he was with in, in Brooklyn with Jason. Um, okay. When when they started, so um, but I was I was glad he he got something because he's a, he's a good guy. That's awesome. Well, and so, I, I noticed no, the uh, I couldn't get enough man on the W side. I I, I did see the Mystics. Um, it's likely with Deladon they're going to have a, a fairly high profile fan at the games in the next couple of years. <laughs> Um, after the election this week, I, I'm guessing these blue, I, 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 it was always funny, right? President Obama was a huge, right, you know, right. NBA fan. Um, but I'm, I'm almost guessing that Biden will, will be following Deladon oh, yeah. at wherever she plays <laughs> this now. So yeah. Pretty no, funny. Absolutely. no it, yeah. Was, it was cool to watch that too. Cause I hadn't watched, um, I think it's really hard to watch the WNBA. And I had never watched one team. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, if it was on, I would turn it on or whatever. Um, but with Smalls, right, I yeah. was like, I want, like, I knew the play. I, you know, I knew that. You're on like, the Indiana oh, team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm yelling at the TV and stuff. Um, but but it was like, that was interesting for me. I hadn't done that with the WNBA. I've done it with Celtics, right? But I've never done that with the WNBA as far as, like, really getting into one team. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, it, it was it was cool, too. But. Well, Rob um, and I did it two years ago when the Mystics won the title, and I know Rob's boys, yeah. right, Rob? Yeah, we, we watched the, most of those playoff games, and yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because you're saying about girls that don't want to play pickup with guys. One of the my 
youngest is in fifth grade, and one of the best fifth grade basketball players is his friend Meredith, <laughs> and she is absolutely yeah, right. with all the boys. Like she practiced, I coached my kid, and she'd practiced before, and they don't. We were short a player. I'd be like, "Oh, Meredith, can you stick around?" And the guys all got excited because she was good. She's taller than everybody. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, get, Meredith, coach, get Meredith, get Meredith. But she's a big WNBA fan. So she kind of got yeah. the rest of the guys. In her. And she's out there every day. Like they play well, when they were in real school, not virtual school. You know, they play on the blacktop every day at recess. And she's right there running with all the guys. And yeah. not only do they respect her, they kind of look up to her. <laughs> she's really, really good. Right. And, and well, it makes it yeah, like I get be. more excited when I see the kids playing pickup than when I see them getting dropped off at practice at that age. I, yeah, I think right. it's better for them. Certainly, they're going to they're gonna get a lot better playing on their own than anything I'm going to teach them, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I think there's so much to pick up in, like, the um, uh, sociology of it all, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're playing pickup and you shoot a bad shot, there's going to be a natural order that comes <laughs> down on you. Right? Yes. It's like, it's <laughs> just... It's how I grew up. It's like, oh, I don't, okay, all right, I got it. I'm not going to shoot a bad shot now. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's so many lessons to be learned from that. Just um, women to stay on. But, yes, right, women to stay on. Oh, I, I changed our pickup this summer to that. It was mm. like, um, they were just like rotating. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, right, right, if you right. win, you get to stay. Like, that's yeah. how it works, you know? And, and it was like, um, like, what? <laughs> Anyway, it, it's just about running amazing. into Christian Leitner on on the court and getting run off. It's awesome. It is awesome. You learn so much from that. I really, I really, really believe that. Todd, didn't you um, seriously run then, into a game where you tried to get on and Leitner ran you off the court? Yeah. No. Uh, well, yeah. He came to uh, Grand Hill. Went to one of our rival high schools here, and Leitner yeah. came to town to like do some camps with him or something when they were in college, like to make appearances. I. I don't even yeah. remember, but he was here for like a week and played. Yeah. With, you know, at the Nottaway park in Vienna where we all like played pickup, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a, a humbling experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. it's amazing. Like, like uh, I, I worked at Maryland camp and this triggered me with this. Cause you mentioned yeah. Kwame Brown earlier. Yeah. So I, I, I'm working Maryland's camp and after camp, you know, all the guys would, they would play pickup. So this is, this is Byron Mouton. This is Juan Dixon. This is after they've won the the, the championship, oh, wow. and it's yeah. uh, Steve Blake. So I'm sitting there, like they let all the counselors watch. So I'm sitting there watching. Well, who comes down? Kwame Brown. And so, so I'm like, that's Kwame Brown, like number one. Like I'm like, and man, Byron Mouton was like the alpha, right? Yeah. And and so they're playing pickup, and, <laughs> and Kwame Brown is posting up. I'll never forget this. They're, they're, Byron Mouton's got it on the wing and Kwame Brown's posted. This is pickup. This is like yeah. exactly what pickup is. Yeah. And Byron Mouton's and, and Kwame Brown's posting up and Byron Mouton's like, man, go away. Go away. You ain't done anything around here. And it's like, yes, that's what pickup is. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he doesn't no. care. He, no. You know, like the, the, there's a natural order that come that comes with that man, and it's. <laughs> well, I think there's a story about Blake being that. like legendarily, like he's like a psychopath on the court, right? I think oh, yeah. he got in a fight oh, with Gilbert yeah. Arenas at one point, like, like he arguably had the best career of that Maryland team. Yeah, he wasn't the most no, pro career. He right. was just tenacious, yeah. you know. 
No, pro career, you, you can't you can't argue because Juan Dixon never never flirt, did anything in the pros and did the Mouton. It was like, yeah. and no, that was there. That was kind of the core group there. Was that Chris mm-hmm. Wilcox too? Didn't he was he on that? Yeah, team? yeah he was young. Yeah. He played for a bit. Yeah, yeah, he played. Yeah, played for a while. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, it's so good to talk to you, coach. And yeah, Rob, I don't know what you got, but I'm just, we're so looking forward to watching your team, um, watching Jamie's sports. I have no yeah. idea what like the uh, television situation is um, yeah. this year, but we'll, we'll be finding your games wherever we can. <laughs> you guys <laughs> you open with Mount St. Mary's and then I, really actually coach kudos to everybody involved. But I mean, the, the out of conference schedule is fantastic. Like, from Pretty a good, fan right? standpoint, right? Mason, GW, UVA, West Virginia, like that's that, really fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, like can no, we do that Ian, every year? Ian, <laughs> no, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying. To, and and uh, Ian, Ian has done a really good job with that. He's just very persistent with the locals, and we still got to get VCU, ODU. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I eventually we'll get to Kenny, and like I know there's still some. <laughs> you know, I, it's it's you know we'll get there, yeah. but like. Um, that's what I want, you know, especially mm-hmm. this year over all these years. It's like, no, no, no. And we should, we should be playing Liberty. We just, um, the way it worked out, like they were originally on the schedule. And then, um, you know, when we had to cut the games down, they didn't have an opening and stuff like that. But, um, we're, we're going to be playing Richmond here soon. That, that guy is, uh, he's a really good coach and he's not, a, he's not afraid at all. So, um, we'll, we'll get there, but that's what I'm hoping for. Right. It, is, yeah is those Virginia schools and then throw me a couple high majors in there and let's go, let's go have some fun. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be really fun. I, <laughs> I, I, we, I think like everybody else, it doesn't sound like, you know, much more than we do. Um, no idea what to expect this year, you know, uh, <laughs> right, but it's right. going to be exciting. And you know, you guys are going to have some fans in there. I don't know how they're going to work that out in terms of, you know, who's going to be there, yeah. but that's got to be kind of exciting at least to think. No, be- I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really yeah. Glad. I mean, it's, um, it, the whole thing is going to be weird, man. You know, the, I'm sure the, for the, the players, the, parents, and stuff, that's pretty cool yeah. too to be able to yeah. to come and be a part guys, of it. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's great. You know, like I think that that would be having a thousand is better than having zero. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's it's just you know it's going to be it's just going to be different. Well, we'll get you eight thousand um, next in year in all aspects. You. <laughs> please do yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah i mean we'll have next year we're going to have virginia coming back and west virginia coming back so oh. it's like you know and, and we should still have villanova that got pushed a year so we should have villanova like you know we'll have you know we got some good ones man you know so we'll try, we'll try. Uh, we can't thank you enough coach um we could talk to yeah. you all night and we always enjoy talking <laughs> to you um i'm sorry your celtics bowed out when they did but they they a pretty good run i mean and you right. gotta get tougher they, they do tougher. i think the heat you know that was they that, Jimmy Butler, that, all, everybody i mean <laughs> i mean the lakers almost learned that right i mean everybody learned that yeah you're right year. you're right you know right. That, that was a tough certainly the clippers learned about toughness issues. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah but uh um, no, it was a it was a special team man that heat team was special yeah well we can't wait. We'll be watching coming up in a couple weeks and all through the season. Hopefully we'll talk to you again at some point. I don't know if you guys, if somebody, you know, if Charleston screws it up for everybody and you have a week off, we'll bug you to talk again. <laughs> the season. No, sorry, Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not, but you know, I'm open anytime. Just holler right. at me. And, and Hey, tournament. That's, that's the goal I'm assuming, right? That's right. That's yeah. Right. 
There's and only there's only one get goal. 13 games and then there's only one goal, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, right. No, well, and I do think you got you got to be aware too that you got to win the regular season just in case you can't play a conference tournament. You know, so oh, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just you got to just in case, you know, right now there is one, but like, okay, you're trying to tell me 10 teams are going to come together and all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's just win. Let's just win everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that easy. <laughs> <laughs> let's win them all. That's let's great. All. Well, thank you so much, uh, coach. And um, good luck this season. Uh, welcome yeah. to all the new, your new players. And we will uh, talk to you soon. I'm sure. All right. Thank you. Thanks, gentlemen. Coach. All Thanks, right. Coach. Thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. See you. And welcome back to the JMUSB podcast. Um, Rob, so grateful as always to Coach O. I mean, he is so generous with us with his time. And I think we all feel <laughs> we're just so lucky to now feel like we're just talking to a friend, huh? Yeah, no, it's great. I, I love yeah. talking to him. And like you said, it really just does feel like having a conversation with, with friends. I really thought it was interesting hearing about the importance of relationships me too. with AAU coaches. You know me, mm-hmm. I, I love the kind of the recruiting and how it all works and all that stuff. So it's neat that he kind of pulls back the curtain a little bit and lets us know about that stuff. And particularly with the challenges that he's facing with his staff recruiting during COVID when you can't have those in-person visits, man, that's, that's just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be tough. Oh yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a light into all the recruiting for all the sports, right. That's going on right now. I mean, and also the, the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you talking about how the NCAA by trying to come across like the good guy is creating this massive log jam. And is actually, you could argue not creating more opportunities for students, but just limiting them for future student athletes. Correct. You know, like the, 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 it's great for if you happen to be in college now, this is great for you. Mm-hmm. If you are a high school kid looking to play college sports in the next three to four years, mm-hmm. it, this could not be so great for you. Right. Yeah. No, it's super frustrating in that way that you're like just rearranging who gets the opportunities. Yeah. It's really, I mean, these things all sound good when you just like give everybody a, another year. But then you start to do the math and you're like, man, there, there's going to be some tough conversations with people who think they're, they're ready to sign an offer or with people who have an offer. And they'll be like, no, it's, you know, yeah, the NCAA said you can have another one, but it's just not going to work out for you here at the school. No, I so, know. Whatever. It was, it was it was interesting to hear his perspective on that as well. It was. Um, Rob, I did want to give a quick shout out or at least get your opinion. Um, you know, the Dukes Unite campaign. We talked to Cliff Wood about a month ago. Uh, and they've been doing the facility sellout trying to, I, I did enjoy this. It's a creative way to try to get $10 donations. Um, I think we've both been looking for that, you know, ways to get smaller donors involved. Yeah. Um, I, I bought some Bridgeforth tickets and some new union bank arena tickets. So. And we bought a field hockey ticket. So, yes, um, so yeah. And field hockey actually is doing pretty well as I'm looking at the percentages on that. Um, the base or softball is the only team that has totally sold out, but yeah, it's a good way. It's a fun way to look at look at it. So I think that's cool. Um, and then the one thing, one other thing we wanted to talk about tonight, Rob, we'll save some overtime stuff for the next few weeks as we were, uh, you know, had plenty of time with Coach O there. But is we both got to watch App State 08 last night, didn't we? I, <laughs> or at I, least get the pieces. Yeah, uh, I turned in 
like I was watching some of the first half and it was kind of depressing being like, man, this really was kind of a, a little bit of a lopsided affair in the first half. And then I ate dinner at halftime. I was like, oh, I'll turn it on after with the boys. And I turned it on literally right after Scotty had scored. I missed the kick and I'd miss it to the point where I didn't even get to see the replays, oh. which was, weren't yeah. we like returning into the stadium when it happened? Like, I, Yes, we were like walking back. Down we were not area. in our seats. I'm not going to try to revisit history and say we were there. You and I were both kind of drowning our sorrows, taking advantage of the exit and entrance policy that used to be in place at <laughs> halftime. Yes, where didn't we went to the parking I think garage? The parking deck was built then. Yeah, yeah with, behind the stadium, and we had a friend who had a car in the deck. It was my sister's yeah. spot. It was yeah, my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. And my sister-in-law. Yeah. They had the spot there. And we went and we probably drank three beers and talked about why Matthew should be fired for 15 minutes. Right. And then we started to walk back in and we got to the tunnel and people started cheering and we ran in just to see, you know, Scotty really take off for the stretch run and get in the mm-hmm. end zone. Yep. And from there, I mean, it was, it was sheer pandemonium. So oh, the rest of the whole, that whole third quarter was insane. It was insane. Yeah, the rest of the game, but yeah. Oh, I've never... We both said many times it's our most, it's our favorite game at Bridgeforth, probably our favorite game anywhere. Um, but just so much fun. Yeah. It was like, did anything jump out at you when you, did you change your perspective? Was there anything that maybe you had a little bit of rose colored glasses or you thought was perfect and you watched back was like, uh, or there are aspects the other way where you're like, man, I didn't realize how good you know, yeah. Kirby Long was or, or yeah. You know, I don't think so. I mean, I think you can, I actually talked to my dad about it. He watched it too. And, um, you know, the offensive style for both teams looks ancient just 12 years later, um, compared to, you know, the sort of everything we see now, but not in some ways the guys look bigger, but I don't know if that's the, the standard definition. It's the pads. I think is pads. the big part And that wasn't HD. Yeah, I don't think that's a minute standard def. Um, but no, not really. I don't think I, 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 and I've really gone back and forth. I mean, App State was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, JMU was really good. And I've sort of been left to wonder like, I, I couldn't come up with an answer as to whether like the top of FCS was better then or better now. I, I don't actually have, I don't know that I know the right answer. Um, it, it lives up to what I remember in terms of the, atmosphere i mean that's i think the thing probably to me that jumps out is you know having lost teams like app state so many of the teams we've lost to fbs in the last you know however many years georgia southern so many teams that cared deeply deeply you know had deeply invested fan bases in fcs um i i was surprised by the app state crowd down That's there in those in that corner section i mean being able to see them full and hear them and you know we haven't seen that that whole season i mean montana brought a crowd in the semifinals you know like we've even seen that nova brought even nova numbers which you yeah, don't think it was then. a traveling fan base no and that's a little bit and i know that's look i mean i i think even at the fbs level we've seen some drop off in in stadium attendance for a whole bunch of reasons, <laughs> but no, I don't know about you, Rob. What did, I, I, I just, I was so thrilled with how fun it was. Um, I was reminded that Rodney Landers and Armonte Edwards were both 
very average passers who were incredible football players. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. I, mean, I was still <laughs> Rodney was it was every bit as much fun to watch him as I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, both and Armonti as well. Armonti was you know multiple time Peyton Award winner. They he won a couple of national champ. Was he there for all three or did he? I think all three. All three. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were just dynamic players. They both threw some pretty terrible interceptions. Yeah. Um, and so that was like, oh, you know, so you start to look back at it and I, it, it, we were always like, oh my gosh, how did those guys not get, you know, get not get drafted? Or we were even saying as recently as last week, we named Landers somebody we thought might have gotten a chance to start above Danucci. I still think both those guys, Armonti did play in the NFL. I still think Landers should have landed on NFL roster. But not maybe so much as a quarterback after watching. Yeah, that. I mean that's what Armani played mostly receiver, or kick returner. Yeah. You know, got you know, a he was like a Cordell Panther. Stewart, yeah, or a slash type um, thing. Um, yeah, man, the hard Landers, thing is- Landers was just insane. The burst he had, I guess. Oh yeah, I had forgotten the speed. I thought of him as a bruising runner, and he was like somebody who go through the top. The breakaway speed on that first touchdown that he had in the second half. Yeah, yeah. the DBs chasing him. Yeah, and he's got. You know, those don't look like QB. Those are like big boy pads he was wearing. <laughs> yes, yes. And the fact that he, I mean, that guy was on his tail for the last 20 yards and couldn't catch up to him. That, that's the thing that blew me away. Like, that's some serious, serious speed from a guy who was just a big bruising style runner. He was not a Barry Sanders juke people out. He was kind of hit the whole run you over and keep going. But I had forgotten how fast he was. Yeah, I do wonder with the change in offenses – if both guys would have been better players today, more well-rounded players today, you know, their high school experience would have been different. And then their college experience. I mean, short, some of the interceptions that both of those guys threw, I mean, they're essentially one receiver patterns. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's one read in the whole thing. I mean, not to say that they're good throws all the time, but it is, but they just threw a little bit unfair. Yeah. Yeah. When the teams, I mean, there's, you know, Arthur Motes is out there. Sam Daniels is out there. I mean, there's NFL, players on the defensive side of the ball for those both those teams and you know it <laughs> i don't know i i feel a little bit i don't want to be too harsh or, or too critical of either quarterback in that way yeah oh, i mean no, i didn't I, i'm no i know yeah, you were trying right. to be hard on them i, I just to hard on, but like, i think the offense also makes them look worse at times throwing the ball than they than they are that's <laughs> you know probably I mean? a better way to put it it just it really looked like a different game and my kids were fascinated like what is this from the 90s <laughs> what, what are these these uniforms and these colors and i was like yeah, Ooh, it just, it, that jumped out at me though yeah purple purple like, gold looks darn good though yeah <laughs> sorry you know what else was funny when uh. they you know when they show the little like oh and coming up next and they had something about richmond playing a game like an average <sighs> and richmond was ranked like number two and my kids were like what like Richmond was good at football and it made me so happy that they don't really know a world where Richmond is good at football. Then I had to break it to him. I was like, yeah, they actually won the title that year. They're like, what? And then they saw Villanova and I was like, and I think Villanova won it the year after they're like, no, in football, they were were blown away. They're like, I can't believe the CAA had other good teams. Yeah. I was like, Hey, now, you know, it's it's a good league still, but it wasn't like it was then. And you forgot how, just dominant the the ca and the socon were for well and to have like multiple five right? or ten years yeah i mean that's i think the thing that i maybe it's purple color glasses looking back in hindsight but 
you know, that App State rivalry had built over the course of three or four years. And JMU had lost the game the year before in the playoffs in heartbreaking fashion on the fumble, you know, about to kick the winning field goal and they fumble um, after a much dis- a never to be stop being disputed fourth down call. Yeah. Um, you know, I did like that about this watching this game that both teams that was the uh, <laughs> the gunslinger Mickey era where we went for it on fourth down and I wish we would still continue to do that. But, you know, those rival, it wasn't just the app state, right? App state had turned into overnight there in that three or four years had turned into a big thing, but it wasn't just them. It was Richmond. It was Villanova, you know, like William those, Mary, William Mary. And yeah. Oh, four, Oh eight. I mean, we got all those teams in the playoffs at various times and, you know, even really carrying into, you know, the, uh, the couple years with ODU, where JMU was on the wrong end of things, it, it just, there was these Georgia Southern you knew was lurking out there, right? McNeese state was lurking out there. Montana was a team that, you know, JMU beats them in 04 and loses the hardest loss ever at Bridgeforth that to, to end 08. I mean, these teams, there were so many teams where they were invested, whereas it's really become the only, I, I mean, I, I can't, I, I, I mean, even me, I, NDSU is the only game that really matters to me right now. And, you know, if we get beat a few times by somebody else in the CAA, then, then that'll, I'm sure that'll, you know, lock me in to another matchup. But right now it's, you know, nobody has shown that they can play with these two teams in the last three years. And that's a little bit, you know, that's a little bit frustrating about FCS right now. Well, what was what was interesting to me and mm-hmm. just seeing like those advertisements for other games and seeing them flash the rankings on the screen is kind of not necessarily the JMU versus App State rivalry, mm-hmm. but the CAA versus SOCON yeah. rivalry. Kind of top to bottom. Like you had to run the gauntlet of your own conference and then it was like you, you play for superior order, superiority in the playoffs. And I've never been a big like wave the conference flag in the playoffs. But I was the closest I've ever been in my life was when it came down to the CAA SOCON match. Like I would at least argue for the conference, and and while I'm not going to argue in favor of like, come on, you know, Richmond or William Mary, they're great teams. I did have a certain sense of pride, yeah, that that JMU was in that league, and I definitely would be. Yeah, yeah, I'd try to stack up, be like, oh no, well, top to bottom, CAA is better. You know, you got App State, but you know, William Mary's more consistent than Furman or something. Mm -hmm. It was fun like that. And then I'm doing this from memory, so I could be completely wrong, but I believe, wasn't it like Delaware, didn't they win it in 2003? Then JMU yeah. won it in 2004. Four. Then App won it three in a then row. Then App won it three in a row. And then Richmond, Richmond Villanova. Villanova. I mean, it was it was a really cool yeah. thing to see multiple CAA schools sure hit was. those levels. And it wasn't even just the fact that we had CAA teams coming out on top. It was like multiple CA teams making the semifinals mm-hmm. some years, you know, it was, it was, it was really cool. It was, um, things are different now. Everybody's like, Oh, it's not the same. It's terrible. It's not necessarily terrible. I would, I would, I, I miss those days, but I also am a okay with JMU maybe being the class of the CAA for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, just, it was just different. So that, that definitely struck me. The other thing is it's interesting when you're thinking back to being in the stadium back mm-hmm. then versus in the stadium now in the stadium now it's tough you know you've limited wi-fi or anything but they've got such a good video board and good yeah. multimedia that you have a better idea of what's going on yeah not true. just in terms of down <laughs> distance but that's time true of, 
I did not realize. I mean, I knew the game was close. I didn't realize how it was really in jeopardy up to the last play. I remembered Rodney pooch kicking. Pooch it, kicking. Mm-hmm. But I certainly, I was not doing the machinations with you being like, oh, what do you do here debating it? It was just like, <laughs> oh, you got one more play, you know? And, and even when Jamie got the ball back, to, I wasn't really stressing out thinking like, oh my gosh, they got to run the clock down to this. So they're going to get it back on TV. I was like, wow, this game was very much in doubt. Yes. Uh, until literally the last play. So. Mm-hmm. And it was a great call by Mickey. Oh, that pooch kick. I mean, play. it seems kind of silly, but it was a kind of brilliant call. It was. I mean, they did everything that season. It felt like everything was a brilliant call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was uh, I was glad somebody pointed out to us the other day that um, it was Dudzik who got on hands the, team on hands team who got yeah. the last uh, recovered the onside kick at the end yeah. um that was kind of cool i hadn't realized that or i had forgotten that detail for sure oh i, I um, never knew it I yeah. I mean, i'd like to say i forgot it but it just it went right over my head it was fun to see all the guys that rate um holloway yancey mike cawson holloman you know Holloman, Pat Williams. It was fun to see those names again. Like we, you know, it's easy to remember Rodney and, and Moats for their own reasons, but it's fun to see those other players uh, again. Uh, that was exciting. And I think the one thing I'm actually legitimately remind watching it was like, that was a real, that was a real thing. Like it, it does hold up really well. Yeah. Like it was number one versus number five coming off a, last second playoff win with three-time defending champ and multi, you know, Cawson, Moats, Edwards, multiple NFL players on the field. I mean, that's pretty fun. Like it, and, and it definitely holds up in terms of Bridgeforth. I mean, it was weird because that, that was the year they moved the cameras to what's now the, the big side. Mm-hmm. So the camera angles looking back towards Godwin, but they're both essentially the same. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Cause they had built the parking deck. So there was something up there for some of that. Um, but man, it was so full. That and is how what about look that at student section. Oh, awesome. Just awesome. I mean, that's, the that's one thing. Like, like, yeah. The fact that you could leave at halftime and like we said, you yeah. could come back in, but most people left at halftime to go tailgate. Yeah. But everybody got back in the stadium and that was yes. some of the, the liveliest tailgating I've ever seen on campus. We oh, pulled yeah. in with a bunch of people, who hadn't been back in years yeah. and we're like, guys, that's going to be fun. We did not know we'd be walking into that. No, when we got on campus. There were guys who that might've been their first time to a game since we graduated in the nineties. And like, we pulled through, we got there at like 11 o'clock in the morning. We're like, Oh, we'll drive through to show you guys the new stadium or, or show you the, the <laughs> new side, the Plecker center or something. And there were already people tailgating Yeah, and not just a few, like campus was packed. And oh, you yeah. figure like people start tailgating 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. It was, maybe a six o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. It's all the recipes for people to completely abandon the stadium mm-hmm. down 21, nothing. And I don't know what happened, how we all came back, but <laughs> it, it, you almost got the impression like somehow more people were there in the second half than the first half. You did. And yeah. the other thing that's funny is I look, I love the new stadium from a fan perspective. Um, our, our, you know, being the viewpoints on the new side are, excellent and you're close to the field and it's great um but there is something about that old with the track where you had like you knew it's like that high school feel of when you have a big game and there's like it's like five deep along the Mm -hmm. fence you know where you could walk down at the bottom did you notice people stand on the balcony at the placard center 
Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. I didn't. I mean, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, that was definitely different than yeah. now you might have like one or two people out there, but very authorized personnel only. You know, but it was of- like people hanging out watching the game. It, it, it gave me, any, it reminded me of like when you see stories in the seventies of guys climbing fences or, or climbing flagpoles to see over the baseball playoffs or things like yeah. that. Oh yeah. That, that part of it was like, wow. And, and you're right. I, you didn't, you could come and go at halftime with the ticket stub, but you couldn't like without the video board and everything else, like, and, and really you didn't have your phone to follow updates or, I mean, no. if you want to watch the game, you had to watch the game. Yeah. And so people sat in the seats and watched the game, you know? Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I think I caught Bernie running on the field at the very end of the game. I think nice. I saw his little dome, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was fun to see some people in the stands too. But yeah, mainly it was fun to see Mickey yelling at, yelling at things and, uh, with the and visor. Oh, and Lander's just four yards at a time, you know? Um, yeah. So what a fun thing. What a cool thing about JMU. I, everybody can't encourage everybody enough. These Sunday, what are they? I guess it's every weekend. Um, every, I, think every, I think Sunday, Sunday evening. Sunday evenings? Yeah, Sunday early evening. They're going to show a bunch of these games. Um, really fun ones to come. I think that 04 William & Mary game is coming up at some point, the semifinal. So. Yeah, it's going to be really. Clearly, you would not choose the regular season. No, no, you wouldn't choose that that one. Objectively speaking, it was a great game, but you would not choose one with that sort of ending. No, but that was really fun. Rob, it's good to talk to you as always. Uh, We'll come up with something. Two weeks in a row, I feel like we've hit home runs here. So we got to come up with something again for next week, and we'll almost be on the eve of the season. I know, 25th, I think it kicks off. Yeah. So I think the men play some kind of like an exhibition game the day before. I, I assume it's an exhibition game because I've never heard of whatever the institution they're playing. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it kind of reminded me when they used to play that oh, yeah, storming yeah. squad from Philadelphia. I don't yeah, know yeah, what they're called. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They're like the Washington Generals of, of yeah. some degree. Uh, but Rob, it's great to talk to you. I will talk to you next week. Yeah, good talking to you too. Later. All right. Go Dukes.